Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to the New Day Podcast with Pastor Nate Morris, and I'm your host, Pastor Nate. And this is the podcast where we talk about all kinds of um, hot topics this year. This year is 2020. It's the year of craziness, right? The year of COVID, the year of racial unrest, the year of um, huge elections, and all kinds of things are happening in our society right now, right? And there's all kinds of feelings and emotions around all of this. And uh, on our podcast, we've had lots of conversations and discussions about some hot button topics. We've talked about um, politics and our engagement with that. We've talked about race relations and what that means in light of the gospel. We've talked about um, just depression. We've talked about lots of things that are very applicable for this year that we're in. And um, as I've been you know, thinking and praying through what we are going to continue to talk about on this podcast, uh, one of the things that keeps coming up is the topic of anxiety. Anxiety. Anxiety is uh, something that we all experience on some level. Some people experience it on a much deeper level, even to the point of panic attacks and things like that. And um, there, there is certainly an element of um, clinical anxiety that, sh- that, that should be uh, potentially treated uh, medically. But what I'm talking about today is, um, you know, has to do with that, but it also has to do with the anxiety that most of us face on some level in life, especially in a year like this. And um, I think if we're going to talk about anxiety, it's important to know what anxiety is. Because if we're thinking, oh, I have anxiety, or I'm dealing with anxiety, or I'm, I'm experiencing anxiety in my life, um, you know, oftentimes we can look at that and um, just define it ourselves. And I think that it's important that we know what anxiety really is, and that it's something that we all experience on some level or another, and it's something that we can do something about. This is what I think is important for us to understand, is we can do something about our anxiety. And so here is the definition of anxiety, the dictionary definition. It is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So it's a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. And so it's a feeling about something that you believe will happen in the future. It's, it's worry, it's nervousness, it's unease, it's feeling overwhelmed and stressed. And usually it has to do with um, fear or worry about something happening or uh, something with an uncertain outcome and you're just not sure how it's going to turn out. Um, And I think that we've all experienced this, right? Maybe you've had moments of anxiety around your job because you said something you just wish you hadn't and you're wondering what it's going to do in your life or um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things. It could be anxiety about your finances, anxiety about your, your health, uh, especially in a year like this with COVID-19 being fearful and worried about your health. Uh, it could be anxiety around wearing a mask and the, the having to keep that thing on your face and it causes you to kind of well up and freak out a little bit. And, you know, I want to explore this subject of anxiety in light of what scripture says, right? And I believe that this applies to everyone, whether, you know, you are somebody who may need the assistance of medication on, on the far end of one spectrum or whether you're on the other end of the spectrum and you definitely don't. Um, we all experience anxiety, and I believe that the scripture gives us some answers for all of us um, that we can apply to our everyday life to walk free from anxiety. Because here, let me tell you this, 
God's will is not that you walk in anxiety. And you can say, well, how do you know that that's God's will for me? Well, we know um, from the scriptures that God's will for us is not to be fearful and not to worry, right? Matthew 6, don't worry about tomorrow. Um, Don't worry about what you're going to eat, drink, or wear. Don't worry about these things, right? And so there's lots of talk in the scriptures about worry and fear and anxiety, even by name, um, that I think are really important that we understand what anxiety is and how we uh, deal with it and to know that it's not what God wants for you. It's not God's best for your life to remain in a place of anxiety. That's not his will for you. And I think sometimes we can just feel like this is just something that I have to live with. This is just something that is, is in my life and I can't do anything about it. Um, but the reality is there is something you can do and God would want you to walk free from fear and anxiety and worry. And we're going to use those three terms interchangeably for the purpose of today's discussion. Um, Fear and worry and anxiety, uh, as far as the the scriptures describe them, are essentially the same thing, right? Worry, stress, anxious thoughts, fearful thoughts um, are the same thing. So I just want to go through and just share a couple scriptures with you and a couple thoughts with you on this topic um, that, that talk about how we are to respond to anxiety. And, and first, you know, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, Paul speaking to Timothy, and he says, for God hasn't given us, given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, right? Uh, that's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17, or sorry, verse 7. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So the, the, the spirit of fear that you're experiencing, the spirit of anxiousness that you're experiencing in your soul, that's not from God. It hasn't been given to you by God. Um, in fact, the spirit that has been given to you by God is power and love and a sound mind and self-control, right? Not a spirit of anxiousness that leads us to losing control, but a spirit, the Holy Spirit living in your heart that leads to self-control, right? And the fruits of the spirit that we see. Um, and so God's will for you is not to live under this spirit, if you will, of, of anxiety and fear. And I'm not saying that anxiety and fear is a literal spirit inhabiting your body. Don't get me wrong. That's not where I'm going with this. But I think that we can have about us a spirit of anxiety. And over and over and over again in the scriptures, God reminds us not to be fearful. In fact, there's hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of verses that tell us not to fear. Isaiah chapter 41, 10 is a great one. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, right? There's no reason for us to fear. And I think when we understand who our God is and how our God feels about us and treats us, that then we understand there's no reason to fear. And, you know, if anxiety is about um, concern over the future of an event or, or, or an outcome that we're looking for, um, when we really understand who God is, there's no room for anxiety in our hearts. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm preaching this to you and I'm speaking this, but I still experience anxiety in my life. So this isn't, I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this. I'm not saying that I have this nailed and the rest of you are all just, uh, you know, not in the right spot. That's not it at all. Every human being experiences anxiety. But I think that when we understand, okay, God is really in control, right? If we understand that he's really in control, 
And then we understand on top of that, that this God who is really in control really loves me. And he's doing what he says he will do and working all things together for my good. If he's really in control and if he really loves me and he's really working all things together for my good, then what do I have to fear? What should I be worried about? What should I be stressed about? What should I be anxious about? What are the things that should actually be preoccupying my mind and distracting me from my relationship with this God? Well, really, there's nothing, right? That's why Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough to worry about of itself. Each day is sufficient for its own trouble. Live where you're at today. Worship God. Commune with God. Rest and trust in who God is. And that anxiety will wash away because you understand who's really in control. Because if God's really in control, and if God really loves me, and if he really is working all things out for my good, then I have no reason to fear. I have no reason to be anxious. But remember, anxiety is a feeling, right? It's a feeling. And the the challenge with feelings is sometimes feelings get the best of us. And, you know, it's not that you're, you're, you know, having this determined thought to be anxious. Of course not. It's that you're feeling anxious. It's a feeling of worry or nervousness or unease, right? And so when we're experiencing that anxiety, it's like, oh, I don't know what I can do about this. I'm feeling this. And I know that God's in control, but that's not how I feel right now because everything is going crazy around me. But see, we need to learn to take our feelings captive and make them servants of God. And, you know, um, the, the scriptures tell us to take every thought captive, right? And I think that's something that's so important for us to remember. In fact, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, saying that we tear down arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive and made it obedient to Christ, Right? And this is talking about, you know, in an apologetic sense, speaking of, um, you know, defending the faith and really bringing our thoughts under the, the, the element of our faith. But this applies to what we're talking about, too. When an argument comes into your mind of fear and you're feeling anxious about something, take that thought captive, demolish the argument and the pretense that's coming up against the knowledge of God, right? Because God is the one that's in control, Right. God is the one who loves you more than you can imagine being loved, and he's promised to do good for you. And so if he's promised to do good for you and he loves you as much as he says that he does, and if he really is in control, then I can say this thought that's telling me I should be afraid about this outcome in my life, I can take that thought captive and I can make it obedient to Jesus. I can say, hey, thought, feeling that I'm experiencing you are not from the Lord. And so I'm going to submit you to the Lord and I'm going to come and I'm going to take my, my thoughts, my feelings captive and bring them in subjection to Jesus Christ, recognizing that he's in control and he loves me and I can trust him, right? And I think that's the thing that's so important for us to do because we, don't, we haven't learned to take our thoughts captive. And I think this is something that um, for myself, I, I never learned growing up in church. I know lots of people didn't learn this growing up in church. And I think it's so important that we understand how to do this, that you take that thought or that feeling that you're experiencing and you bring it under the subjection of Jesus Christ and say, Jesus is Lord over this feeling. Yeah, I don't feel good right now. I don't feel excited right now. I don't feel happy right now. In fact, I feel fearful or I feel worried or I feel stressed or I feel anxious. 
And so I'm going to take that feeling and I'm going to bring it and say, Jesus is Lord over my fear. Jesus is Lord over my anxiety. Jesus is Lord over my worry. And when I do that, I'm giving him his proper place and I'm putting my fear in its proper place. And I can walk in freedom from that fear. Now, what does that look like practically to do? Well, there's a great section of scripture that speaks very clearly to this that I really love and I think will be super helpful for you. Uh, It's been very helpful for me. And it's just something that you can remember to do when you're feeling anxious. In fact, I would say if you're feeling anxious, open up Philippians chapter four. Anytime you're feeling anxious or worried or stressed, open up Philippians chapter four, starting in verse six. I'm going to read this for you real quick. And it says, be anxious for nothing. Okay, so don't be anxious, right? Now, again, that's me telling you not to feel something. So that's hard to do, right? You're okay. You're telling me not to feel sad. You're telling me not to feel worried. You're telling me not to feel stressed. Thank you, God. That doesn't really help me very much, right? But no, the reality is he's saying, be anxious for nothing. So don't be anxious, but rather than giving into that anxiousness, right? Take your thoughts captive, put them in subjection to Christ. How do we do that? So be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so he's saying, when you feel anxious, rather than giving into that anxiety and dwelling on those thoughts, choose in that moment to pray. Choose in the moment of your anxiety to pray. Now, I know that sounds kind of weird and you know not something that we think about, um, in that moment when you're feeling anxious, but you know, um, Craig Rochelle had this to say about it. He said, anxiety is a signal to you. It's alerting you that it's time to pray because if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about, right? Amen to that, Craig. Absolutely. See, anxiety is like a little alarm bell in your mind that you need to be praying about something. It's kind of like if you set an alarm on your phone and it's like, Hey Siri, remind me to do this at this time of day, right? And you do that and then it gives you a little alert and it's like ding, 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 beep. So you hear it and you know what you're supposed to do. Well, that's what anxiety is. Fear, anxiety is like a little alarm in your mind saying, hey, it's time to pray. Take a second, pray, seek me, come before me. Be anxious for nothing. Okay, that's just an alarm. Don't leave the alarm beeping, right? Imagine that way. If you had your phone and you just let your alarm keep going all day long, wouldn't that drive you nuts? Absolutely. That's what anxiety does to me. When I, when I give into my anxiety, it's like letting my alarm keep going all day long and it's going to drive me crazy. No, rather when that alarm goes off, that fear, that worry, that anxiety, let that be an alarm, turn it off. And then that's a reminder, right? It's your reminder in that moment to pray. And this is what happens when you pray. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so he's saying by prayer, so coming before the Lord in prayer and supplication, that's, that's giving God requests. So asking God like, hey, Lord, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm worried about my finances. I'm anxious. I'm worried that I'm going to get sick. I'm anxious. I'm worried that I'm not going to have a relationship or whatever it might be in your life. And you bring that request to God. And then it says with thanksgiving, really giving thanks in the moment. Now that's really hard to do when you're anxious, right? When you're feeling anxious to stop and to actually give thanks to God, well, you're not feeling thankful, are you? No, but giving thanks is different than feeling thanks, right? And so with thanksgiving, giving God thanks, you pause and you say, I'm going to reflect on the good things that God has done. 
okay, Lord, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling worried. And I need you to help me with that. Would you please deliver me from that anxiety? Would you please take care of this situation? And then you come back to Thanksgiving and say, Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for providing for me. You've met my needs to this point. And so I choose that I can trust you going forward. So you take that thanks and thanks turns into faith is what happens. See, you start with anxiety and you turn anxiety over to God and you give it thanks in the middle of that. And then it starts to turn to praise and to faith going forward. So he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And so the, the, the way that we take our thoughts captive, right? So back to that, that verse about taking our thoughts captive, about you know, not giving in to those thoughts, um, but bringing them into subjection, subjection to Christ. The way that we do that is here in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And when you do that, when you do that, when you choose to take your thoughts captive, when you choose to take your feelings captive, then verse seven, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. And so when you take your thoughts captive and when you submit them to Christ, and when you choose to pray rather than fear, what happens is God invades your heart with his peace. The peace that doesn't make any sense. You could look at your circumstance and say, it doesn't make any sense for me to have peace. This is a crazy circumstance. You could be diagnosed with a stage four cancer. And I've known stage four cancer patients who were young, who had incredible peace in the Lord, not because they knew what their circumstance was going to be, but because they knew who their God was and they had chosen to take their thoughts and their feelings captive, right? So you can have incredible peace when you've taken your thoughts captive and submitted them to the Lord. See, this is how we deal with anxiety. You take every thought captive, you don't let anxiety in, you let it be a little alarm waking you up, and then you take your prayer and supplication and thanksgiving and let your requests be made known to God, and then he gives you his peace in exchange for your worry. And then if you go on in verse 8 in Philippians chapter 4, it gets even better. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And so he's saying, hey, if you want to experience the peace of God and you, know, you want to walk free from fear and worry and anxiety, so take your thoughts captive, submit them to Christ, bring them to prayer, right? Let the anxiety be the little alarm bell, the little alert telling you that you need to pray. It's time to pray when you feel that. And then rather than meditating on the things that are going to cause fear in your heart, don't meditate on, well, I don't know what's going to happen if this person gets elected, or I don't know what's going to happen if I get coronavirus. I don't know what's going to happen if my house catches fire, whatever your anxiety, your fear might be, or I am not if I'm going to be able to make my mortgage payment, those types of things, those anxious thoughts, don't meditate on those. He says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So he's saying, hey, 
don't look for the bad stuff. Look for the good stuff, whatever good you can find. And if you're having a hard time thinking of what's good in your life right now, just think of there's anything that's praiseworthy. If you can find anything that's worthy of praise, anything that's virtuous, anything that's good, meditate on that thing. And then when you do that, the God of peace will be with you. As you choose not to dwell on your anxious thoughts, you choose to submit them to Christ, and you choose to meditate on the God who loves you. And really, it comes down to this, faith or fear, right? And anxiety to us, we don't like to call it fear, but that's really what it is. It's fear. It's worry about the future. It's thinking about what could be or could not be. And the reality is fear is not faith in God. Fear is faith in the enemy. Because if we have faith in God, we know the love of God. As it says in 1 Peter, perfect love casts out fear. There's no fear in love because fear tells us that we're expecting torment, right? No, but perfect love casts fear out of our hearts. And when we have faith in God, fear doesn't have room to live. And so fear in our life is faith in the enemy. Fear is the opposite of faith, right? It's, it's, it's the wrong kind of faith. And we should be having faith in our God and how much he loves us and how much he cares about us. And that when we trust him and when we put our hearts in him, we can make that choice to have faith rather than to have fear. Because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, as I said, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Because God's with us. We don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be dismayed. Isaiah 41, 10, right? So we choose that we're not going to be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So I hope this is a blessing for you. And, you know, just because you're experiencing anxiety does not mean that you need to go and um, get counseling or medication or anything like that. Although I, I have known people who truly did need that. And so, you know, if you're having that severe of an anxiety attack or anxiety uh, response to something, I think the best place to start is to talking to somebody, talking to, to me, you know, uh, reach out to, to the church, mountainlife.church and connect. I'd love to, to chat with you and help you walk through some of those things. Talk to your pastor, talk to somebody about what you're experiencing and then we can help you walk through those steps, right, of choosing not to be anxious and choosing to take your thoughts captive. And then if it's something that is very clearly not going to be managed uh, in that method and it's something that could be off chemically or something like that, then, then we can take you and say, hey, we want to help you out, but we really think that you should probably check with a doctor first on this issue and then let's talk about it from there. Because th these truths are true no matter what you're experiencing, but there are certain you know, instances where somebody really needs help. Um, and, but I truly believe that the vast, vast, vast majority of people who are experiencing anxiety do not need medication, do not need professional help. We need to submit our thoughts and take them captive to the Lord. And we need to bring them under the authority of Jesus Christ and walk in faith over fear. So hope this is a blessing to you. Hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Tune in next time.